This is a Federal News Network podcast. The Senate will craft a stimulus bill very different from that of the House. U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services could get bailout help. And federal agency appropriations bills will advance. Just some of the activity you can expect on Capitol Hill this week as lawmakers return from recess. We get the look ahead from Bloomberg Government Editorial Director Lauren Duggan. Lauren, looks like a very big agenda coming up now. Absolutely. Lawmakers are coming back from a two-week, at least, chamber break. Um, Committees were pretty busy last week as well. But they're coming back to town with things that they need to make progress on ahead of the fiscal year starting on October 1. But more immediately, some sort of stimulus package to help keep the economy going as the COVID-19 pandemic drags on. And as you mentioned, this week we're awaiting the Senate GOP version of a stimulus bill. We saw that $3.5 trillion package go through the House a couple of months ago, but now Mitch McConnell has used this recess to assemble a bill that he hopes to sell to his members and then unveil to the public this week. Uh, It will indeed look different than that House bill, a much smaller price tag, perhaps fewer provisions, and the addition of liability language that has really been a key provision that he has wanted to see in the next round of stimulus. Yeah, so between zero and three and a half trillion, maybe there's a number that both chambers can agree on. Absolutely. And and of course, the administration, which is going to be a big player here and kind of threw a monkey wrench into things last week by the president saying he wanted the idea of a payroll tax holiday or break brought into the discussions and in a final bill. This is an idea that he's brought up several times during these rounds of negotiation, and the Hill hasn't bought uh, at all or bit on that idea. So It'll be interesting to see if that's a true line in the sand, that if a a bill doesn't have that, he won't support it. Or if Republicans and Democrats on the Hill agree on something that omits that provision, if he'll go along with it. So that could be a sticking point as these bills are unveiled and discussed over the coming weeks. And appropriations for the fiscal 2021 year, that's pretty much a House affair at this point. It is. The House Appropriations Committee used the last two weeks to get through all 12 of its bills, through subcommittee, through full committee, Um, get bill numbers and everything and reports filed. So what we'll see this week is the first package. It's four bills dealing with um, the State Department, Agriculture Department, Military Construction and Interior and EPA and other agencies in there. Um, In general, the way the markups went is probably what we'll see on the floor. Democrats have put extra money in that doesn't count against the spending caps into all 12 bills to try and provide extra funding to agencies or for example, in the Veterans Affairs part of the funding bill to ensure that the VA Mission Act programs, which are programs that help veterans receive care outside the traditional VA system, that money provided to those doesn't count against the spending caps negotiated last year. Republicans weren't keen on that approach. Um, They voted pretty much lockstep against the bills or said they wouldn't support them when they go to the floor. We'll see if that's what pans out this week. But um, this is a pretty big step to get all 12 bills out, markers for the coming negotiation. But the four bills we see this week probably aren't going to be what becomes law after the Senate gets involved here. Got it. And what about appropriations or a loan almost for U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services, which is telling 13,000 employees they might be furloughed otherwise? Right. And this is an issue that touches places around the country, too, because their centers are spread out. So we've seen bills that pair a, a Missouri Democrat and a Nebraska Republican trying to get some sort of money into the system to prevent those furloughs. Um, It's the issue here is that a lot of the USCIS programs are fee funded and fees aren't coming in. So you you don't have the money to spend. So 
Um, I could see that being one of the issues that comes up in the stimulus talks. Um, there, there's always an outside chance that they move on individual bills as, as we've seen some of these smaller incremental fixes to problems around the government caused by coronavirus. Um, but I would see, I would think that would be something that many members will be agitating for. Again, part of partly because it's um, across the country that this is going to affect. We're speaking with Bloomberg Government Editorial Director Lauren Duggan. And there's also in the Senate side, moving back there, a major confirmation vote this week on someone who has a lot of influence on what happens in federal agencies. Absolutely. Russ Vogt, the who's been the acting director of the Office of Management and Budget for some time, when Mick Mulvaney, who was still officially OMB director, moved up to chief of staff. But um, his confirmation vote is scheduled for 530 today, and that will you know, give him the full title, no longer acting. Uh, but in the wings is a vote on the deputy director, Derek Hahn, um, votes tomorrow and Wednesday in different committees in the Senate that have jurisdiction. So we might see his deputy confirmed this week as well. So moving on from the acting status for, for those officials to full directors of OMB. And then there's a detail bill here that is asking the State Department to come up with a plan for getting around its backlog of passport applications and not that anyone's going anywhere overseas, but people do have, there's a couple of million, I think, applications that piled up while the State Department's offices were closed. Right. This is a bill by Jerry Connolly, um, who's the Virginia Democrat and very influential on the Oversight Committee, as well as the full chairman of that committee, Carolyn Maloney. What they're trying to do is get, as you say, a plan from the State Department for how you're going to reduce this backlog. Um, we, we know that there can be backlogs of processing, and we've seen it in other agencies as well, but this one feels pretty acute. So you could see that come up as a separate bill, or again, I think this coronavirus stimulus package as it's being negotiated, you could see language like that inserted just to try to force action by the State Department. Pompeo, the Secretary of State, is due to come up to Capitol Hill this month. Wouldn't be surprised if he gets questioned by lawmakers as well when he's there about this issue. And is there going to be a statue and bust clearing going on on Capitol Hill because of uh, Confederate people that are in statues and busts? There is going to be a debate, at least this week, in the House. Um, Steny Hoyer said that he would bring up a bill that um, would affect not just the Confederate statues. And I think by accounts, there's 11 statues in Statuary Hall that have some sort of tie to the Confederacy, whether it's General Robert E. Lee or Jefferson Davis, who was the president. But it would also go against statues that weren't people necessarily associated with Confederacy, but um, were noted for their white supremacy beliefs. And then one of the busts... Like Woodrow Wilson, maybe? (laughs) (laughs) um, More like, what's one of the names? Charles Acock, who's some long ago figures. One is Vice President John C. Calhoun, who um, obviously was pro-slavery as well. So that's more controversial because you're getting to a former vice president. Um, But one of the things he wants to take out is Roger Caney, the former um, Supreme Court chief justice who wrote the Dred Scott decision. His bust is in the old Supreme Court chamber. And he's a Marylander, Steny Hoyer, as was Roger Caney. But um, the idea here is to replace him with Thurgood Marshall, another famous Marylander. So um, this debate, I think, will go on for a while. We've also seen Confederate base names come up in both the defense authorization bills that are in the House and the Senate and in some of the spending bills. So this debate will continue. Right. Um, it's it's a very emotional one for some folks, and we'll, we'll have to see what the ultimate resolution is. Maybe they'll appropriate money for a museum to contain statues of people we no longer revere. Well, in some cases, what they're offering here is if they do take the statues out, that they will allow the states to get them back if they want them, or um, perhaps even work with the Smithsonian for some sort of resolution. Um, because the, the statues that they're talking about here were submitted by states throughout the, the last 100 some odd plus years. 
um, and they could replace them with other people, and some states are already debating that. Lauren Duggan is editorial director of Bloomberg Government. Thanks so much. Thank you. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.